I always feel like I don't know how to be a person because I was, didn't interact with people my age. Same. You know, and it mm -hmm. took me longer to coexist with people my age. I'm just like, I don't relate to you. Yes. Same. I think that's where all the judginess that I mentioned I'm so earlier. I'm so judgy. Such a judgy fucking yes. bitch. Because What's your sign? I'm a Virgo. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're the same person. I'm a Virgo. I'm sorry. I got too excited. <laughs> no. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Sorry to the listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Twenty-five. I'm an actress, model, creative. I love to do artsy things. Yeah, I'm queer. I've recently come into that, which is really incredible. I think I'm like finally coming into my own, or at least starting to understand and at least having fun with this. You are way cooler than I was when I was twenty-five. No. Yeah. When I was twenty-five, I was in a relationship that I didn't enjoy. I feel like I lived my forties in my twenties. <laughs> because I was in this relationship and I didn't know how to get out of it. And then I just stayed in it. Very sad version of myself. Yeah. And then I was released from that. And I feel like then I felt like I was 25. Uh, but I was, gosh, almost 30. Yeah. I feel like I'm in my teens. I feel like this is sort of my teen years. I'm mm -hmm. sort of healing that teenage girl that didn't really have that. You know what I mean? So yes. I feel like this is my time to explore, to to do things for me. Yeah. You know, do things that I want to do that excite me. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I wish that I had done that in my 20s. I limited myself a lot. And I actually see a lot of women in their 20s living. So I'm, I'm happy that it's not too many of us. Right. I do wish that... Sometimes I could go back to my 20s and do it in a way of really honoring the fact that I was in my fucking 20s. Right. I have a young cousin who's 17, this guy. She's in love with him. And I'm like, oh, please don't. Yeah. Please don't. Like, just be a kid. You, yes. Just be a kid. Yes. Yeah. If you could just only see that. And I get why. She just wants somebody to share life with. Yeah. So. Yeah. I grew up as an only child. So I'm Me an only too. child. Yeah, I'm an only child. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm an only child. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I don't need any only child, Let's by the way. Let's fucking talk about yes. this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a lonely journey. It's lonely. It's so lonely. Can we talk about the loneliness? <laughs> Do you have older parents or like what's the situation? So yeah, my mom is in her 50s. Oh, okay. um, yeah, she had me at like 38, 32, 30. I don't know. She was in her 30s when okay. she had me. Okay, okay. Um, so she wasn't older. Yeah. After me, she had her tubes tied. She was like, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was like, I'm done. It's an interesting thing. It's isolating for sure. Mm. I always feel like I don't know how to be a person because I was, didn't interact with people my age. Same. You know, and it mm -hmm. took me longer to coexist with people my age. I'm just like, I don't relate to you. Yes. Same. I think that's where all the judginess that I mentioned I'm so earlier. I'm so judgy. Such a judgy fucking yes. bitch. Because What's your sign? 
I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're the same person. I'm a Virgo. Sorry, I got too excited. Nope. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Sorry to the listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yes, it was. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. I, my mom had me when she was 27, and then she and my dad were together for four years. And my dad left the day after my fourth birthday, and then we moved in with my grandparents. So it was my mom, my grandparents, and me, and all of what they believed that yeah. made me become that person and it it made it like you said very difficult to relate to people my own age yes and I think because I grew up surrounded by older people like my grandparents my my mother my aunts were older so I was just constantly surrounded by grown-up talk yes same and I learned to listen I'm an observer Mm -hmm. and that's what I learned I don't know you learn the most when you're listening yes I was a participator and that would get me in a lot of trouble I like to speak up when things were wrong. I'd be like, hey, don't don't talk about her like that. She's not even here. And then they'd get upset. You're not even supposed to be listening to this. You're a kid. So yeah. in that aspect, I wasn't allowed to speak up. And then with my own friends, I just felt strange. Yes. I just could never relate. Mm-hmm. And it also made me very thirsty and still does yeah. for friends. Same. Me too. I'm just yeah. like, well, you want to be my friend? yes i love making friends so do i yeah and to the point where i'm like do i scare people because i like making friends so much i worry that people are taken aback by my friendship because i give it very quickly and easily oh i love other people i love having community and i want to have more friends right yeah that's always important and i feel like you're right it is hard to make friends when you can't really relate like i said being brought up by an older crowd my my aunt brought me up Mm-hmm. And she always spoke to me as an adult. I always had that freedom and that thought process because she, you know, really instilled that in me. So when talking to people my age, when they were talking about boys and all that stuff, and I was just like, I don't care. Boring. Mm. Yeah, same. Like, I was like, that's so boring. Yeah, I just wanted to be a kid because I somehow had this forethought or like self-awareness to preserve that. I had that too. And I think part of it was that I was also a very awkward looking kid. <laughs> So I didn't have the option of being like one of the fast girls because I was in the bucket of girls that were not top shelf. You know, Mm. they're not, I wasn't one of the girls, all the boys were like, what's up? You know, I need to just like live my best over here (laughs) because these boys don't get me. But it is isolated and it does feel like you become your environment. And if your environment is adults, well, then you just become a tiny one. A tiny adult. Yeah. And it's like, what are other kids supposed to do with that? Were you a teacher's pet? Yeah. I loved all my teachers. To where I would be like, these kids, right? Can't they be quiet? Yes. Ugh. You know, and then it's express discuss. I'm trying to learn. Can we get serious, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's very obnoxious to think about myself back then because I was like a little mini version of my grandma. Yeah, I totally relate. Mine was way cool. Oh, my God. No, I had weed with her. My first time was with her. Yeah. She was just always open and welcomed my expression. And I never felt like I never felt the urge to hide from her, to keep secrets from her because she allowed that space to yeah to do that yeah you know i had my first drink with her now that i think about it it was very much a sister relationship you mm-hmm. know in a way she was like my guide and yeah. she still is my guide through life of every step it was That's just awesome yeah so. my shaman of life i love that i want to be that for my cousin so bad 
That is so important to have somebody like that, though. I wish I had somebody like that. Yeah. But I also think it also made me a good girl. Uh, such <sighs> an obeyer of yeah, the rules. Yeah, <laughs> it made me obey the rules, you know? Because still there was, like, a respect, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, also, I didn't want to upset her in any way or, you mm. know, disappoint her in any way. So it was like, no, I'm going to be good because why wouldn't I be? I don't know. Yes. It was just so instilled in me. Me too. I was just a very good kid. And then I would even come home and talk shit about other kids be like mom you will not believe what this kid was doing in class (laughs) and you know we would just talk like we were two adults talking about other kids yes i still do that with my aunt (laughs) about people i'm like can you believe this happened believe it (sighs) only children where'd you grow up I grew up in East LA, single mother. I never knew my father. I grew up in a household with my mother and my two aunts. And so basically my mother would work and my aunt would take care of me during the day. Basically was there for all my core moments. She brought me up. She taught me everything. And then when I was about 12 or 13, my mom met this guy and I just did not like him. Just, I didn't know who this guy was. I had went on a trip to New York and she got married while I was gone. No. Yeah, she got married while I was on a trip and I didn't know until, I don't know, months later, all of a sudden she wanted me to just move in with them. And I was just like, uh, I don't know him, you know, Yeah, did not feel comfortable. So I decided now I'm going to stay with my aunt. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up staying with her Okay, when I was about 12. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, we all still live together, but then my mom eventually moved out. I don't want to be a part of that. So yeah, I told her I'm not going to go. Were they married for a long time? They're still married. What? Yeah. She lives in Mexico now. Wow. She just left? She just left. Yeah. No. Yeah. Are you okay? I mean, I'm. I survived. Thank yeah. God. Like my aunt. Well, your aunt. Yeah. I mean, literally. Shout out to the aunt. Shout man. out to my aunt. Mm-hmm. Seriously. In mm-hmm. retrospect, that was my mom. Okay. And she is my mom. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Yes. It really wasn't a crazy transition because I have I already lived with her. Mm-hmm. We already had this dynamic, this relationship, but it was rough. It was rough. Do was- you have other siblings through your mom's new marriage? Yes, he has kids. He mm-hmm. has much older kids and they okay. have children. And My dad remarried after he was with my mom and he had three kids. But I still identify as an only child because Same. I didn't grow up with them. Now I see them as my siblings because I love them and like I try to have a relationship with them. But I ultimately was alone. Dude, my dad leaving did a number on me. I had so many moments where I was like, Am I like worthless? Yeah. Yes. Do you not love me enough to stay? Right. Yes. And my dad was not absent completely, mm-hmm. but he moved far enough away that it didn't make sense for us to see each other every day. And so when he did that, it was kind of understood that we were not going to have a relationship. And I saw other dads coming around for their kids. I saw other dads who were picking up their kids from school, even though they were divorced from the mom and not leaving the area where their kid was at. But my dad, he went far away. Mm -hmm. And my dad and I, we have a great relationship now. I'm not talking shit. I'm just telling you what happened. Yeah. (laughs) And I felt very much abandoned and sad and lonely Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. felt like he and i connected better and now this person that i connected with better was gone i didn't feel like i could be myself around anyone 
And then I think I kind of just took on the identity of a little bit of everybody who was around me, but not really getting to know me and what I like to do. And that's the shit I'm doing now as a 30, almost 35 year old. Mm -hmm. That's intense. And for you, you, it's both parents. Both parents. And I I mean, I feel my father less because he was never in the picture. Right. So So you don't even know him. You can't miss what you never had. Yeah. You know, I really, Mm -hmm. I really don't think of that. But yeah, my mother was there from till I was like 12. We had a relationship. We lived together, you know, and then all of a sudden she just lost interest. And then she wanted to be with this man. And so, and I told her, mirror him, basically. Yeah. And she chose. And I said, well, then I'm not going to live with you. Yeah. Well, good for you at least saying it. Yeah. Having the balls. Yeah. And as a young lady to be like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And the very next day, I moved all her stuff from the room. I took all, I packed all her stuff, put it in the living room, and I said, You can leave. Oh, did you cry? No, actually. I don't think I did. I was just done. I think we never had a great relationship to begin with. We were all always disconnected, you know, yeah. and I was always closer to my aunt because I spent the most time with her. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it was long overdue. I should have done it sooner. I wish she would have left sooner. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. That's so sad. That's hard. It was rough. And, you know, I was 12 and dealing with all these emotions of, like you said, feeling worthless of maybe there's something wrong with me. For sure. You know, very, I know that's where I got the idea of I'm very unlovable or I must be hard to love or there must be something wrong with me. You yes. Know? yes. It's like the one person who should stay in your life can't or doesn't. Mm-hmm. It messed with me. I fully right. get it. Yeah. Oh, dude, your mom. Yeah. She's terrible. (laughs) Do you still see her at all? No. You have no relationship with her. No contact at all. After the fact, we, I would go visit every once in a while, but I hated, I hated it. Mm -hmm. I just finally decided, no, I don't want to see her at all. Yeah. Yeah. I just, there's just, there was no point for her in my life anymore. My aunt had been my mother and I just didn't need another one. My mother still can admit what she did. She has no idea why I don't talk to her. She's a narcissist, definition narcissist, and not a clue. I think the last time I talked to her, yeah, she was just like, I don't know why you don't talk to me. You don't respect me. And I'm just like, what do you want from me? What do you expect? Yeah, you left. You're not here. And then she'll gloat on Facebook how she's the mother and she'll do a Mother's Day thing and my birthday on Facebook. And I'm like, you're not in my life. Class A narcissist. What was her mom? I'm like wonderful which i don't i don't understand my grandmother is literally the brady bunch literally like a wonderful woman and i don't understand where it came from wow truly but my grandmother's mother terrible so i think it just maybe runs in the family runs yeah. in the line yeah i don't know maybe it's in the bloodline it skips a generation or something maybe i don't know where she got that from so Growing up for you, did you have a lot of friends at school? Did you have any close friends? I usually always had one close friend. No, it was just like classmates and I, you know, just people I associated with. And I feel like I floated from groups. I I don't think I fit in in a certain group. Same. So I was like with the stoners, Mm -hmm. with these people and these people and these people. I just didn't feel like I fit in one. I liked associating with all these people. Same. Oh my God, how funny. I did the same thing. I felt like I didn't quite fit with anybody. Mm -hmm. And there should have been like an only child club. (sighs) I think we all would have gotten along just fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I do think that only children are a special breed. I got shit for a lot of stuff for being an only child. My cousins would say stuff sometimes. My one cousin, she'd be like, oh, that's because you're an only child. Or she'd be like, oh, it's because, is she an only child? Like, she would ask questions like, are you an only child as a way to find out why somebody was weird? We would be talking about somebody and she'd be like, oh, is she an only child? And I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? I'm an only child. What does that even mean? Stuff about how they're not good at sharing mm-hmm. or they're weird or they're clingy and whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people with siblings are weird. Yeah. I feel like most people with siblings don't get along with their siblings. No. And that is a fucking trip. Mm-hmm. Because I always think if I had siblings, I would love them. I would just be like, yay, we've got each other. Yeah. But then people with siblings are like, no, they hate each it's other. not cool. <laughs> Definitely. I very rarely find groups of siblings who are tight. I get what you mean watching my friends who had siblings who could not get along. But I was the opposite. I was like, oh, I don't think I could have siblings. Now that I think about it, I kind of love being the only child. Ah. I think I kind of grew to love it. Because I, I think I was like, it made me actually not be able to handle people. I'm just like, ugh. Oh, you know what I mean? I think yes. it made me kind of the opposite. I think it made me more of a loner, definitely. And I enjoy it. I really enjoy my solitude. I really enjoy being alone. I love my friends, but also if I can stay by myself and stay home, oh, I love it. I've gotten really good at being alone, but I had a really hard time being alone as a child. I was alone a a lot, I guess, and I I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when I got into a relationship in my late teens, was so clingy, so jealous, so controlling, so demanding, and so insecure. And I know that that was the fear of somebody leaving because somebody had left. But I also feel, why was I so afraid of being alone? Mm -hmm. I really want to understand that about myself. I don't get where that comes from, especially hearing you say that you liked being alone. I love it. That's amazing. Do you think maybe it's because you have to sit with yourself and your thoughts and your emotions and... Yes, but I do that anyway. Yeah. I do that. I mean, like, I feel like there's not a moment in the day where I'm not sitting with myself and my emotions. They're always just there. I don't think I'm running from any of them. I guess it's because I like to talk a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And being alone is very quiet. I feel like I'm constantly challenging my own beliefs. I don't think it's that. It might be the fact that I like to talk. If I get stoned and I get like a really chatty strain in me, mm-hmm. I start calling people. <laughs> I start like, I'll call my mom, my dad, I'll call my stepdad. Mm-hmm. I'll just start calling people. I just really seek community constantly. Yeah. If I could have someone around all the time, I would. Really? And I've gotten really good at having that not be the case. And even like having a thought sometimes, because I'm so used to having the thought of like, I want somebody around. As I think that, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't be good to have somebody around. Then I couldn't just sit here and do fucking nothing. So I'm learning how to be like, no, I, I actually don't want somebody here, but it does feel like I want somebody near me. Now Ralph is going into the office two times a week. And those two days, I'm like, man, it's quiet. <laughs> very quiet and even though i like quiet i don't play music when i'm by myself even but Mm -hmm. i don't know 
I've never thought about that. That's so interesting because I love being alone. That's a lot I of people. I think it. most healthy people appreciate their time by themselves. Yeah. And Ralph does too. Ralph doesn't know how to ask for time alone. Really? Really. He is the worst at being like, I need to go and just fucking be by myself. So he will hang out with me. We'll do stuff together. And then he will start getting really fucking grumpy and difficult to be around. And I'm like, are you okay? And then he's like, yeah, fine. And I have to go, do you need some time by yourself? Do you need to go do something alone? And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I guess I do. But really has to think about it. Yeah. And then he feels guilt for telling me. Oh, he's like, I just feel bad. I like I know that you like company. And I'm like, yeah, I do. But I don't want you to fucking be here if you don't want to be here. Like, I want you to enjoy life. You need to go and do things by yourself because that's what you need for your mental health. Right. I think that's why I have a hard time with relationships because I'm just like, you want, yeah, you want your own shit. I I want my own shit. Like I've never been in a relationship. Relationships are so awesome. I love being married to Ralph. Yeah. But life is easier when you're not responsible for anybody else. That's why I don't want to have kids. Yes. Are you going to have kids? (sighs) I say no. I look, I'm open to the option, but Mm -hmm. like I love my life. And Mm -hmm. so for now, no. Yeah, that's good. At 25, I was like, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely not at kids. Now. Yeah. Maybe I'll adopt in like my 40s or something. There you go. You know, that I think sounds nice. that's my plan. That sounds Very nice. much later in life. But right for now, I enjoy my life and my being able to do it. What I want, when I want. I love it. I love that for you. Yeah. I want you to keep doing that for as long as you want. Yeah. And then when you do feel like you want companionship, you should seek it. Well, I'm, I think I'm slowly entering that era. Oh. I keep saying this is my soft girl era because I I do, I feel like I'm more open to it right now, more than I've ever been. You talked at the beginning about being queer. Yes. When did that, that, when did you realize that? It was probably like my senior year in high school. Okay. And I was like, I think girls are cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's interesting because I've, my, all my friends were queer. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, I was surrounded by them, but I just never realized it or thought about it. And then mm. I went into college and then I th- I had a crush on a couple of my friends and I was like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so then, Love it. Right. And so then I was like, OK, I'm bisexual. But I think I sort of hid behind the idea of I still like men. I was very scared to pursue women. That was very they're intimidating and they're too pretty. And I don't know what to say. Yeah. So I didn't really pursue that for a really long time, but also never really liked men either so didn't pursue men either because I just knew I didn't like men but I also thought that maybe something was wrong with me and for some strange reason being a lesbian never crossed my mind I don't know all of a sudden I, I had my first experience with a woman and I was like oh I'm a lesbian. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I just don't like men, period. Yeah. I was like, ah, okay. How do you define queer? Because I actually know a lot of or talk to a lot of people who are about 10 years older than me and are Latino and they listen to this podcast and I really want like a definition from somebody who identifies as queer. I mean, queer is just an umbrella term. You can identify as anything, you know. Sexuality is extremely fluid. I've said that 2,000 times. It's extremely fluid. Yes, it changes on a daily basis. I may change on a daily basis. I mean, you know, it's just, I also don't want to be defined 
defined and boxed in by one thing. So I just feel like it's just a more freer descriptor of, hey, I feel this way here and now. You know? So queer means that my sexuality is fluid. It's fluid. Mm-hmm. It's fluid. I love that. You know, and it's not defined by one thing. I'm not held to one thing. Yes. I'm going to say something controversial. Yes. And that. that's that I think everybody's queer. Oh, I do too. I think everybody is oh, queer. I think that people who don't allow themselves to explore that, they're just scared. Yeah. Because the societal norms say that there's straight people and there's gay people and there's bi people but no 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 not for me and it's like there's someone out there have you tried it there's someone out there for you exactly (laughs) and it makes especially men very uncomfortable to even think about that stuff Mm -hmm. some of them react almost like viscerally at the thought and it's like dude that a reaction right there is so fucking queer it's so gay dude <laughs> it's so fucking you gay. thought about a dick in your mouth yes! right now and that's okay that's the thing. <laughs> it's literally like you're outing yourself honey yes. like oh no the more intolerant you are of it yeah. i think the more you really deeply want it and, so bad <laughs> and literally like all the homophobic folks literally just hate that we're living our best lives. Truly. They hate that they can't do it, that. They it don't. makes them so uncomfortable to challenge their own beliefs. Right. So they are like, ugh, ugh, this thing is making me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you know what makes people uncomfortable about thinking about things that are gay? Is that it's always sexual for them. Always. Yeah. They don't even equate those identities with love at all it's just sex Mm -hmm. and for so many sex is so taboo even straight sex it's like oh don't talk about that oh don't say that oh don't do that and it's like we are such a weird culture when it comes to sex and so sex itself is so uncomfortable to think about for some people. And now you throw in women with women and men with men and all of them together in a circle jerk. And you're like, "Ah!" like, it's too much. Today, when I went to that service, Mm -hmm. it's a African Methodist Episcopal church and the vibes were immaculate at this place the music was great and like you can feel the spirit of something greater than just the people in the room you really can but the part that bothers me is that there are so many rules there that are so rigid that don't leave room for people who are different that Mm. makes me repulsed by the whole operation yeah i know one of its members and she talks about how being gay is wrong in these meetings with the youth so this church that's like dude if you just stuck to this stuff that makes people feel good and uplifts the overall consciousness this shit here is good yeah and you can feel the good it's doing for people you can feel it in the room that everyone's like so involved and the spirit is literally coursing through them But then you think about this whole other side of it where you're like, why are you teaching people intolerance? Aren't we all children of God? Even the ones of us who don't fall in the box? Mm -hmm. It's just like throw the whole thing away. It just makes you not want to be a part of any of that. 
It's hypocritical, really. I'm all good with people being spiritual. And I respect people who are religious. I really do. Mm -hmm. But the establishment of it all really pisses me off. I can't do organized religion. No. Uh -uh. No. It's so toxic because it's like very bipolar beliefs of like, oh, no, like everybody's good and we love you. And like there's forgiveness. Except you. Except these people who we've categorized as unacceptable. And it's like, no, dude, that's not inclusivity. That's not love. And that's not God. Yeah. Why would you want to worship a God that's like that? That's, yeah. ugh, that spews hate. It's hatred. Yes. It's hatred. Hate has no place here. Exactly. <laughs> and unfortunately, it starts like in the home, young. And that's why we're dealing with all these stupid adults. My cousin, she's queer. I kind of always knew when we were growing up, but I wasn't sure. And I think that I was outwardly homophobic around her. But I always knew in my heart, even though I was saying those things, that like there was nothing she could do that would be seen as wrong in my eyes. I loved her so much that I thought whatever she wants, whatever makes her happy, like makes me happy because I adore her. My actions weren't matching like the words that I was saying. And I feel like that was confusing for her. And I wonder sometimes if the fact that I was like that made her feel like she had to wait longer to come out. And I feel like my family more than me, because I think she knew by the time I was like in my 20s, all my friends were gay and so she had to have known i was okay with it yeah i guess there's like moments in there where i probably said stuff you know that made her feel unsafe to come out and i feel awful about it and i feel like that's so many people who have been in environments and heard people say things that were completely out of pocket yeah and then it made them feel like i i can't be true to myself in front of this person which goes back to what we were talking about is why i think most people are afraid to just be themselves you know yeah. and they sort of have to force themselves to pretend to be this thing you know and, then, and i think that's why they end up in like shitty relationships half the time people pleasing was one of the topics on the list and i really like that topic and i wonder if like the only child upbringing Absolutely, I think. um the parents going away all of that stuff yeah might be correlated to people pleasing Absolutely. Yeah. I think because I learned early on with my mother that my needs won't be met by her. And I think I took that on as not to expect that from people or to take too much from people maybe. Also, it made me more wanting to be liked. I definitely wanted to be liked. I definitely wanted to be chosen in a way because I feel like my mother didn't choose me. I think that had a lot to do with it. And I think I made a lot of friends that didn't really care about me. Yes. Yeah. Or reciprocate in the way I was because Mm -hmm. I knew what it felt like to be let down, to be treated in such a way. And I think I was considerate of other feelings over mine because I didn't want people to feel that way. And I think that led me to overextending myself almost and not getting really anything back. I feel the same way. I sometimes will put in a lot of effort with my family or with my friends. And then I kind of sit there with my dick in my hand like, anybody going to take care of me? Right. Is anybody going to come back here and like love on me the way that I've loved on them? But I also feel that the love that I give comes from this, exactly what you said, Mm -hmm. this need to feel chosen. 
this need to feel like, can you choose me? And even like I catch myself feeling that way about social media sometimes, like maybe posting or participating in social media and then having this feeling of, does anybody like this? Does anybody like me? Am I an okay person? It really bothers me that I feel so insecure. It really sucks. This constant questioning of my worth and it really comes down to that but i understand i always feel like does anybody see me is anybody looking at me because we see you we're looking at you yeah thank you i appreciate it yeah no you're you're Uh, definitely being seen right now yeah but it is that constant yeah choose me or see that i'm worth your time see that i'm that you value me that you you see me as an important piece in your life. Yeah. And I feel sometimes with friends, mostly like we compartmentalize friends. And I personally, my friends are family to me. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know if sometimes they feel that way. Yes. I feel the same We're way. like, I'd die for you if you're yeah. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like I would, I'd die <laughs> yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would go, you know, yes. but I'm just like, but can I say the same for you? You know, yeah. is that, but then it makes me feel like, am I asking too much? Yeah. I feel the same way, you know, but I don't think it's asking too much to be met halfway. I agree know? with you. Yesterday, Ralph and I got into an argument because I felt like he was grumpy all day long. I was like, what is your deal? I just kept getting like these reactions from him when I would say something or like a situation that would usually get a positive response out of him didn't. And so all day I was like, something's up. I really have to poke and poke and poke until I find out what is going on. Mm -hmm. Finally, I get him to say that he's frustrated with my constant need for validation. It stabbed me right in my heart and I got really emotional and he's like, see, I like I didn't want to say this because I didn't want you to feel this way. And I was like, well, I'm going to feel this way and that's okay. I'm hearing you. And he wasn't mean about it. He just said sometimes it's really difficult to be in this relationship with you because you need me to constantly save you from these thoughts that you're having. And I love you. I love you. I think you're beautiful. I think you're wonderful. And I don't know how many ways to tell you so that you'll believe me and i was like man that fucking sucks to hear it sucks to hear but it's fair and it's something that i needed to hear because it truly makes me think man i really do lean on him a lot and i really do seek constant affirmation yeah and so i had to sit with that and i cried and he goes see this isn't why i didn't want to tell you and i was like but my crying doesn't mean i can't handle what you're saying to me it just means it's making me emotional i'm going through a feeling right now and i know it maybe makes you uncomfortable but i'm not mad at you i'm not telling you that you can't say things to me because nothing drives me more crazy than someone goes see that's why i can't talk to you about this yeah eat my fucking ass okay (laughs) i'm allowed to have a feeling when you're telling me something that's a lot for me but it doesn't mean i can't handle it having feelings does not mean i cannot handle it yeah it just means i'm gonna fucking cry about this right now right deal with it yeah i'm not mad at you i'm not like coming for you i'm just like oh this is sad and i need to feel this right now and it hits home and i think it goes back to like our our parents Mm -hmm. that idea you know and i instantly started to think man this shit runs deep 
yeah this shit runs deep and he's right and i didn't even know i was doing that but Mm -hmm. after he said it i started to reflect on the last week or the last couple of weeks and how much i seek this do you like this do you think this is nice do you Mm -hmm. like how does my hair look and like how does and i hear myself now and i'm like fuck dude i do it a lot and he can't always meet my request for a compliment with the level of enthusiasm that i want to hear you know yeah so if he responds and is like yeah it looks good i'm like does it look bad right like it's not enough right okay so i should change and he's like nobody said that you should change it looks fine i told you this outfit looked fine i told you the last one looked fine and i'm like okay i'm gonna go change yeah (laughs) because it's like you're not jumping for joy you hate it yes (laughs) you hate it exactly how i feel i feel like when he is not over enthusiastic but that's i guess that's how i feel about like everything that i do i don't know if i get this from my dad because apparently my dad's the same way really desires to to be celebrated and not in a way where I'm like, I want to have a big head, but I need constant reassurance that I'm worth something. Right. And it is so hard for me to acknowledge that I have any talent, that anything that I do is worth a fucking shit. I am just like, I suck unless somebody tells me that I don't. And that's unhealthy as fuck. Yeah. I should be telling myself that I'm awesome. Right. And that's hard work. I'm giving Alex full credit we for that. The code? Alex just said, maybe that's the reason you don't want to be alone because when you're alone, you're not getting validation. Damn. Well, shit. If that ain't the truth. Wow. And that's tr- that's true. Yeah. Oh my God. This only child being abandoned thing. <gasps> It manifests itself all over the place in my life. And it's interesting because for me, I'm telling you, it's totally flipped where I'm just like, I don't need that. I don't want that. I'm just like, leave me alone. I'm good by myself. Maybe that just made me more independent because I had to be. Yes. You know what I mean? But do you still seek the validation? (sighs) Definitely. And I think it reflects in my art because it's, does it matter? Does anybody care? It's that idea of like, it's not good. It's always like it's not good enough or nobody's going to like this. But then I'm on this journey of who the fuck cares. Yeah. I like it. I enjoy it. I'm going to put what I want out there because it speaks to me. Yes. You know, it definitely has affected a lot of my insecurities with my own talent and not believing in myself. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. It, it does sucks. suck. It, we're, we're holding ourselves back. And I've, I know that I've been holding myself back for a really long time. Dude, you're only 25. It has not been a really long I time. I know, but for you me, you are just, just like... getting started. <laughs> I've been holding myself back for a really long time. <laughs> I don't know why. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I know why. But I I have to get out of this mentality that everything I do has to be liked. Because today, like, I posted some videos to Instagram. And whenever I make a video like that, I, I post it because I think it's funny. I might be cracking up about it, you know? Yeah. And I put it out there. And immediately as I put it out there, I'm like, man, I hope this sits well with people. And I start to worry. Is it dumb? Is it bad? But I liked it. Yeah. So who cares? Right. Me. I care. And so then I go back in. And then I'm, like, on social media, like, did anybody say anything? Did anybody like it? Oh, my God. Shut up brain yeah we're just torturing ourselves and Truly. none of it matters it does not none matter. of it matters and you know how Social many things is not real no and you know how many things i laugh at and don't react to a lot yeah so it's yeah. possible that so many people found it funny but only like three of them actually said something about it yeah 
That's so true. We get in our heads too we much. We really do. We think things. I think I'm still thinking about how my dad went away and didn't think that his life was any less valuable without me in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that feeling of like not being someone's total treasure when you're supposed to be, when someone's your parent, they should put you on a fucking pedestal, bro. You brought me into this world. Yeah. You're here to mold me, baby. Mm-hmm. Mold me. I'm yours. Yeah. Don't you want to? And the fact that he didn't want to or wasn't around is the reason I think that I just, I feel like I don't have a lot of value, even though I do. WTF. I'm still figuring that out. I feel like I'm always trying to prove to people that I'm enough. Subconsciously, in a fighting for that or trying to explain myself or yeah and it's like is there anyone you know that is not enough no and why can't we see that about ourselves i don't know i've never that i've never looked at somebody and gone you're not enough (laughs) yeah no never yeah never no i have been told i'm too much before and I was. I really was. I talked about it in that first relationship that I was in. Like this need to be validated was so, it, it was running amok because I didn't know what to do with those feelings. So my my feeling was like, I have to control him because if I control him, then he'll be right here where I need him and loving me the way that I need to be loved. And he's not going to cheat on me. He's not going to go somewhere else because I'm going to tell him what to do and what not to do. What a miserable way for that man to live. I want to know how, like, can we find your art? Is there somewhere that we can find you and support what you're doing? Or is your art just for you just for now? Well, I've been posting little things here and there. Like, I'll paint. I love to collage. I love figuring out digital art. I'm, like, learning all that stuff. So on Instagram, I'll post a lot of stuff here and there. I'm selling prints of some drawings that I have. Love it. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. Being less afraid of just being, like... This is me. Take it or leave it. Yes. What is your Instagram handle, please? It's at Lauren underscore Renee. And it's Lauren with two E's. Not Laureen. Lauren. Okay. Everybody thinks my name is Laureen. What? It's because I put, I have two E's in Lauren simply because somebody took the one with one E. (laughs) Oh, in in my handle. Your actual. Okay. Yeah. But your actual name is Lauren, Lauren. but your Instagram handle is Laureen. Because it has two E's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Got it. That's hilarious. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Hopefully still creating. Mm -hmm. Hopefully directing, producing one day, writing. Yeah. I'd love to write a book one day. Hell yeah. Yeah. I have big dreams. I want to do everything. If I can do everything, I want to do everything. You can. You will. Yeah. In 10 years, we'll be reading your book. Yes, you will. I love it. Oh, thank you so much for joining, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Podcast out. Yes. That's good. It's raining then. Delicious podcast.